0: I'm Kelly and
1: welcome to the Millennial Minimalist.
0: Today as part of saying goodbye to 2018 and celebrating the new year we're going to break down the greatest minimalist lessons we have learned since starting this podcast in August and we're also going to share our minimalist goals and ambitions for 2019.
1: Yeah I learned a lot this year. Yeah honestly
0: like it's it's crazy you know you think of I always think oh you know Lauren is the grassroots a minimalist, and, you know, she must have had everything mastered, but it's not the case. Like, no. you learned
1: a lot as well. I did, and it's, like, a learning process throughout the year. It's so important, too, I just want to say this now, to, at the end of the year, with New Year's coming, New Year's Eve coming up tomorrow night, to reflect on the past year and see, like, what you did right and what you did wrong and um, what you accomplished and, you know, set really set yourself up for the next year and make sure that you're, like, on track with your best life, so... Kelly and I are excited to talk about that this evening.
0: Yeah, so we're gonna actually start with uh, some of our greatest lessons, and obviously, as the minimalist adopter, I've learned quite a bit, and I'm really, really excited to uh, continue this journey of mine into 2019. But I also wanted to reflect on some of my learnings and, you know, give give you know our our audience a review of some of the things that we've discussed and some of the highlights that they can take a lot from. So. Yeah, so to start, I'd love to hear some of your greatest lessons, Lauren.
1: Some of mine, just starting out, and I learned this from them, the Minimalists, they always talk about, you know, when you look at money, you should ask yourself, is this the best thing I can be doing with this money? Hmm. And I feel like that's something I really started questioning in 2018, like, and like making sure that if I was purchasing something, it was really something that I wanted and that I was going to use and that was necessary. And, you know, now that minimalism has gotten so popular and we started the podcast, i so much more reflective on why I live this way and all the benefits from it. And it money was just one of the things that I questioned more. And I feel like I would kind of buy things and maybe not keep it for as long as I can, like even the new year's dress we were talking about oh yeah you know she bought a new i said she's like oh what are you wearing for
0: new year's and i said oh probably the same dress as i wore last year because i've only worn it once and i was Um, like oh you should wear yours too it was so cute she's like oh i sold it i was like of course you did
1: (laughs) i didn't like it anymore she gets rid of everything (laughs) but that's where that's like not the right way to approach minimalism like you want to purchase things that are value to you and that are going to last you a longer time than just buying a dress and wearing it one night and then getting rid of it like that's not right the best use of your money that's not your usual experience it was it's just not, you threw yeah. it in the wash and it got destroyed so yeah <laughs> there's a story behind it yeah um so what what's your biggest lesson
0: I would say I learned that eliminating excess physical things is only one component of minimalism yeah right so that's where I started my journey I said hey like I want to go into my closet and get rid of clothes that I no longer wear and that's where I started and and then from there I, I started to realize that hey minimalism at its core like the big picture is minimalism is a lifestyle and it's an opportunity to live a more simple and intentional every day and that made me realize like wow like by clearing all of these physical things in my life I, I had this newfound sense of space and, and time on my hands to actually think about where I want to spend my time right like and and where I'm spending my time and I realize hey like by clearing this clutter I'm more focused and intentional about making time for those things that matter to me like my family and my friends and my ambitions and you know living true to my values so that was one of my greatest lessons is that minimalism is more than the things it's about um, again Removing the things to get closer to the things that add value to your every day and It's really helped me rid the not only the physical but the mental and the virtual distractions in my life And I mean I haven't mastered it yet So that's why I'm excited to go into 2019 and continually practice or incorporate these principles into my every day so yeah, so I would say especially it's it's really helped me and as you said Be more aware of how I'm spending my money, but also my time and my energy.
1: That's good. I feel like we could have been the master minimalists.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe in two thousand nineteen we will be.
1: We'll change our name. (laughs) But
0: I would say the and and, and as part of that, the bullet journal has helped me stay on track.
1: It has helped me so much. There are times when I'm like, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to practice the piano. But just checking off that little box in my bullet journal makes me do it. And it, it makes you so, so much more effective on your time, which when we talk about where what our ambitions are in 2019, mm-hmm. um, I have a lot to say about that. So okay.
0: good, good. So what else? What, uh, any other lessons that you had?
1: or yeah, There was a few more. I learned that there is stress in not working enough. I learned that this year. So oh, I learned oh that. absolutely. Yeah, so I learned that from um, Hamza's book
0: oh okay the burnout gamble the burnout
1: gamble highly recommend that book such a good book so he talks about how you can work too much and be stressed but you can actually not work enough and be stressed so um I also learned this year that there's happiness in um accomplishing goals and like challenging yourself like I feel like a lot of times we're always you know people want this like easy simple like easy sale life and it's like, that is not happiness. Like, happiness is challenges and overcoming them. Mm-hmm. And, like, with my industry, there's slow times and there's, like, busy times. And it's, like, not overstressing in the busy times and finding things to keep myself busy when it is downtime. And hap- there's happiness in challenging yourself and that um, you, it's, like, there's stress and not working enough either. Because even if you're, like... Um, Like, if I'm in between projects or, like, to say, the industry's slow, especially around Christmas, like, I get a bit restless and it does Mm. stress me out. But then I have other things to fall back on, like, podcasting and reading and piano. And so, like, I have my backups, but... Um, it just made me more reflective on that. So it's one of the biggest things I learned this year. And
0: for, for those that don't know, Lauren is in real estate. If you if this yeah. is the first podcast that you're listening to. Uh, and yeah, so that's interesting. So it be, makes you more hyper aware of how you're basically controlling your everyday and what's going on. You're more hyper aware of the anxiety and how you're feeling because you are more focused inward in some, some way, I guess you could say. So uh, on my end, uh, this is another thing that I learned, and uh, there was an article published yesterday that I wrote yeah. uh, called Minimalism is a Lifestyle Template. It was published in Minimalism Life. It's an online publication that's a collaboration between The the Minimalists, Minimalismo Magazine, and Five Style Magazine that inspires readers to live more with less. And in this article, basically, I sum up how I have come to define minimalism as a lifestyle template. And what I mean by that is that it is an opportunity for us to create space and time to step back and evaluate our life or rethink and reorganize how we approach our every day. And so then minimalism gives us the opportunity to, you know, see our goals and refine our goals and values and design our version of what our ideal life looks like. Like, I love that. It's like a piece of white paper that you can then hone in and write down your goals and your values and be like, hey, like, this is what I want to live by. People don't realize that You can be a leader of your life. You don't have to be a follower. And minimalism has helped me regain that focus so that I can now lead and fully be in control of my life. And I really, really hope that this article specifically and um, our podcast can inspire our listeners to see it from that point of view and not feel like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do that. Well, if you reorganize your life and your values and your goals, you can. And, you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It, it, it's hard and it requires maintenance and, and dedication, and um, and one your favorite word, I uh, forget it right now. But um, yeah, and then, okay, and then to sum it, uh, to sum everything up, I learned that minimalists can still own or buy nice things. I love <laughs> you get that. I'm so
1: excited about that.
0: I love it because it's about quality over quantity and owning a smaller, higher quality, longer lasting wardrobe. And that's what I'm trying to master still. I've almost mastered it, but. definitely master it into 2019 Uh, also owning and buying items that are carefully considered
1: like I know that's important to you Laura yeah it is and And that's also one thing I've learned um, the more I've read and studied minimalism and the more we've talked about it is how much of an environmental impact it does have on it and it inspired me a lot more to like acknowledge that and see where in my life I can be more environmental and more um, intentional with just the way I live and how it has an impact on the world and yeah, it was interesting. It kind of like like I said, I had always lived this way, and then once I realized all the good things that come out of it, it it inspired me to almost take it to the next level. Yeah, exactly,
0: yeah. and that's what you're doing, uh, which makes me further apart from you because I'm like I'm <laughs> yeah. trying to reach to Laura's <laughs> level to and now she's getting like, even better.
1: <laughs> How am
0: I ever gonna top that? How am I ever gonna match? No, but not. Uh, it's not a race. It's not a race. Uh, but it's I'm I'm ex- I'm happy that. I have someone to, you know, live up to, and you know, your your kind of your lifestyle is is a challenge for me, and uh, I will eventually get there. So, speaking of challenges, okay. areas that we're still perfecting. So, I'd love to know some challenges that have come your way when it comes to minimalism and how you're trying to <clears throat> master.
1: Them. So. I feel like minimalism is going against the grain. It's, like, going against mainstream, and that's hard. Like, not buy as much stuff and be more reflective of how you live and... So um, you
0: find that all of that
1: noise is still a distraction for you? It is. Like, going against mainstream, it's, like, not always wearing the latest fashion and not always, like, updating your phone to the latest phone there is. And um, to to not be as trendy as our generation, because I feel like trends like come and go and Um, and I buy into them too like I get I'm like oh veganism or this and then I want to do it and then you change your mind well you gotta step back and be like does this make sense for my life and my values and so I feel like one of the biggest challenges is like not being distracted or influenced by mainstream culture or trends
0: definitely so Lauren has FOMO
1: yeah, I do. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, uh, on, on the note of smartphones and upgrading, uh, the smartphone is definitely one of mine. I really need to improve my time management when it comes to my phone. Oh, yeah. I know it's it's still a daily distraction for me and causing mental clutter. And it, it, it's these tools that are supposed to simplify our lives. And they can, but it's really how we use them. And I'm recognizing that I want to eliminate, I want to limit the time I spend on my phone. I want to eliminate more apps that I use. And I want to be less reactive. So when someone texts me, I don't want to text them back right away if it's not urgent. It goes back to Eisenhower's urgent and important matrix. So if it's not super urgent, like, it can
1: wait. But I feel like sometimes when it waits, it's, like, still in your mind. It's like, oh, I got to text that person back. Might as well get it done, right? Yeah. What I did actually while I was home over Christmas, I was just testing it out. It did not go very well the first time. But I set six alarms. So I set one for 6 a.m. when I wake up. Oh. Um, one for 9, one for noon, one for 3, one for 6, and one for 9. So six. And I'm like, at those three-hour intervals, you can look at your phone. And if that you have messages or emails or phone calls, you can respond to them. And then you cannot go three hours without looking at your phone. So you have six times to look at your phone through the day. And literally, I was sitting there and I was like, I need to look at my phone. It was hard. It was so hard to go three hours without looking for it. And then when the alarm went off, I like checked it and I'm like, I don't want to put it back down yet though. (laughs) Like it just, it's crazy how just fascinated we are with this piece of technology. So that's one thing I'm going to try to utilize even just so I can get better work in in the new year and more mm-hmm. focused work and then it, it's just if someone a client or a friend messages me around noon like the latest i'll get back to them is 3 p.m so it's always
0: exactly and that's okay yeah it is okay totally okay uh that's interesting so i have a similar story when i was at home because we were both at home over christmas so mm-hmm. i guess you did this over christmas
1: yeah
0: uh so uh, whenever I'm at home, I can. I still have. I still have items in my parents' home, and every time I'm there, I declutter it even more. I do
1: that a little bit. So I make my little charity bag.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, right now, I've kind of mastered all of my all of my belongings into three different bins. And I know that Lauren, you keep a box and even in your house here that you call like the psycho box, things that, you know, you don't need or don't, uh, or may not, you know, keep, uh, I have a bin of items that I still wanted to clutter. So I... I basically have in my parents' home uh, extra clothing, school projects. I literally have saved school projects from my university years that I can't get rid of because I just love them.
1: Photograph them.
0: Yeah, no. So I decided, so I have extra clothing, school projects, books, art supplies, and an ongoing memory box, which I declutter, but I want to keep it going because I feel like everybody should have a little memory box that you can go to and... It's just amazing to have. Anyways, um, I find it It was really tough for me to throw away old school projects, as I said. So I probably have... <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's quite a big bin, full of school project. And I've realized, like, hey, like, you should just knock it down to five or ten pieces rather than have 30. And then when it came to clothing, I've mastered it. So I only have a small little box of all my clothing. And then as I was leaving my parents' home, I had this little... Garbage bag full of some coats and clothes I no longer wear that I was giving to my mom to give to, you know, to other people who who could use it. So
1: she then goes through it. She's like, are you sure you want to get rid of this? Are you sure you need to get My mom's like that. I take down my ba- She's like, what's in that bag? I'm like, mom. She's like, you're not throwing that out. Yeah, me. I know. We have to like hide our. Yes. Bags from our moms.
0: There are times where I've recycled things and had to really hide them because I know. But anyways, my mom listens to this podcast now, so. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> so will like, you nice. Now
0: she's learning. Uh, but uh, no, I uh, I I had a beautiful coat, but I know I'll never wear it. And then I was like, okay, fine. And then there's a shirt. Okay, fine. And so I haven't perfected that yet. I was like, okay, fine. And it will probably sit in my closet for another year. But if it does, that's when I know hundred percent you're getting rid of it but I've also seen beauty and in I've already decluttered a lot right and I've given clothes to my mom is babysitter and she watches some kids and she's friends with a few few people with you know teen like teenagers who could who can fit into my clothes? Um, and there's this one girl, I ran into her the other day, and
1: she was wearing my coat, and I was like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. Oh my god. You see it point being put to good views. I like that when it's like so cute. continues on. It's existence. It's so
0: rewarding. It's super rewarding. Um, so yeah, so that's been a challenge for me. I also learned that. Again, I have so much virtual clutter on my computer, especially my old computer. I need to reorganize my files on my old computer, pictures, documents over the past 15 years of my life, but my current laptop is organized. So I like that, but you know what? My, I, I didn't tell anybody the story yet, but my computer crashed a week and a half ago, and I was scared that I lost everything. Thankfully, it was in the cloud, but had it not been in the cloud, I learned in that situation that I was so incredibly attached to my files. And, you know, I know th- certain files are needs, but certain certain files are not. And it's, it's weird. You get super attached to these things that, especially photo albums, that you may never even look at ever again. I and, I mean, this year, what's one of my goals this
1: year is you don't need to take fifty pictures a month because my phone is overloaded with pictures. I know we delete them after, and I feel like you. Most people like the first picture anyways. I'm not photogenic <laughs> though, so I need a lot of photos. So funny. <laughs> most people like the first picture anyways. No, so do you ever like, find that you take ten pictures? I'm like, oh, the first one was the best. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, I've had that in the past. <laughs>
0: um. But yeah, no. I okay. So is that is that good for challenges, or do you have a couple more? Because I know it's been, it takes, it takes a lot of maintenance. And I know that's something that you always bring up all the time.
1: You're like, oh, it does. it's like just so hard some days, like not over buying things, not buying, like there are times I'll go and I'm like, I love this shirt. And then I bring it home and like, I'm like, I, it's been two months. I haven't worn the shirt yet and I didn't need it. And it was like an impulse buy and, or um, even Christmas stuff. You just got rid of your Christmas stuff and you're like, oh, it feels so I good. Know, my Christmas tree, not my gifts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, my set has gone and my Christmas tree and it's, I feel like my place is back to like perfection and I'm <laughs> calm now and it's, most people leave it up until the end of New Year's. But, but yeah, that's just my thing, not overbuying and not buying things I don't need or actually use and just being more environmental cuz i feel like like it's so easy to be lazy sometimes oh, and like not definitely. always separate everything and if you're like out and you need to pick up a few things and you have to get a plastic bag and it takes more organization to be environmental but that's going into my um, be more two- considerate of the future so i yeah, love Yeah, it. it is. Yeah.
0: So on that note, 2019, yeah. uh my minimalism goals. It's basically a continued journey for me. I'd like to master my physical space and the possessions that I own. And by that, I mean, I want to be able to say that I use everything that I own or that these things that I own add value to my everyday. So last year at this time, I said, I want a bigger place and I want more things to dress my space. I'm not joking. I have that written down. And this year and today, I want the opposite. I no longer see a need to move. And I want to declutter and focus on owning quality. I will still, I've, I've decided, I'll still stay, stay in the same place, but I'll rearrange my furniture and things so, that they, so uh, that they add a function and that, you know, change is good, right? So just changing things around. It almost feels like a new place. So
1: Yeah, I, I'm interested what your other 2018 goals were. Where do you write them down? Oh, I wrote them down in an old journal, so. I'm going to yeah. email them to myself. Actually, I'm going to start doing that every January 1st. I'm going to email myself my goals and read them over every January 1st. And see if you've accomplished them. Accomplished them. And even just like, but, or whether you changed them. Like, you changed yours. Oh, oh, what do you mean? Like, you wanted a bigger space and more stuff. And then, oh, well, that was for that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they completely changed the whether next they year. Changed.
0: Yeah, um, that's fascinating. That's so eh?
1: interesting. I don't... It's so funny because Kelly and I rang in last New Year's together and we're going out tomorrow. But, um, yeah. So that's from a physical
0: perspective, but from a mental perspective, I want to start meditating daily and it's something that I wanted to do, but I still haven't, I still haven't committed to that. And I want to sign up for a gym outside of my building. There's something uh, about going to a gym.
1: Yeah, you like that. Getting
0: out and going. And then when it comes to virtual... Uh, minimalism goals Uh, I want to feel less attached to those virtual files that I have on my phone and on my computer so
1: yeah good those are three really good ones yeah so what are yours I'm curious okay so my three minimalism um, goals for 2019 because we we're going to talk about our ambitions personal as well yeah so be more environmental
0: yeah, And I'm going to try to I'm just... going to watch this. And now we're more accountable. Like, we have to be accountable because we're telling the whole public, so... Yeah,
1: I know. They're going to be <laughs> like, I saw you with the paper cup. <laughs> um, but slowly, like, come up with things, like, every week or every month that I want to implement and make sure I can do it to, like, add something else on because I'm the type of person that's, like... I want to be like a complete environmentalist tomorrow. (laughs) So I have to go slow and make sure that I can be consistent with what I'm doing. So be more environmental. Um, The second one, I want to, and I was talking to you about this, I want to, this kind of goes with meditation, but like finding this inner calmness and contentness where I'm not as affected by external things. So if like, if something happens at work or something happens with a guy or just Thing, things happen like deal with them and find solutions but be less or even good things if like really good things come up like you and I are on TV for this podcast yeah but it's like be happy but not like um don't get overly excited yeah or just overly... like oh like overwhelmed like I just want to be like you know acknowledge what's going on but not be as if my mood's not as up and down like have a more consistent even keel yeah so the thing about you, Lauren, is that you
0: are, you come across in person as the most even keeled person ever, oh, but I God. think internally, internally you feel the anxiety or too much excitement all at once. hundred
1: percent. Like <laughs> I'm either like going a million miles a minute or I have a knot in my stomach and no one knows.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> so just for, yeah. I'm internally. sure that's
0: very relatable too.
1: Yeah. A lot, of, but it's good. Sometimes I have like a poker face, which maybe is good. <laughs> Um, but I uh, I feel like that's what meditation does. And once you've mastered meditation, I don't actually think that you have to meditate anymore. Meditation is kind of the thing that gets you to the point where you can be more present. Like, the point of meditation is to be more present. You so, can definitely argue that. Yeah. So I want to just... And a lot of this, which I've been reading on, is... Um, not, like when you're less affected by external things, it's like kind of having the things that you do every day that keep you consistently happy so when things kind of go above in other areas of your life, you can come back to what's like your foundation in your life and just be consistent with that. Yeah. So, um, And then my third one for minimalism is to stick to my want list. So know what I need and what I really want be very specific with those items and when I feel that I've saved up for them or it's time, like if my coffee maker broke and I really want an espresso maker and I've saved up for it, then I can do that. So um, you mean
0: by want, just so that people don't know about what the want list is. So oh. we have like need needless, and want So anything that she knows she doesn't need now, but wants potentially in the future and she yeah. goes through and she's more intentional about when she buys a want.
1: Yeah. And even, it's really nice taking stuff off the want list without buying them. Yes. Because you're just like, you know what? I like had the desire for that and I didn't buy it. And it's like, you just didn't like succumb to that want. It's like, you, it's like me
0: wanting a new par- apartment. Yeah. Checked off or I, crossed off. <laughs> I
1: love that. There, there's been so many goals I've had in the past. And I look back, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want that anymore. And I kind of don't even care that I didn't accomplish that. Yeah. it's like I've grown so I'm like so like wiser so that I acknowledge that that's not important
0: yes actually something happened yesterday I had ordered an item online and I got an email last night saying hey just want to let you know like you purchased this but it's no longer in stock would you like me to um, would you like this instead or would you like a full refund and I was like oh I want a re- full refund because I was actually debating whether I should have even purchased that I was like yes <laughs> i went back on that i was like yes i no longer have to buy that so i got the refund but oh good yeah it was nice yeah uh so yeah when it comes to my personal goals uh first one is to use my bullet journal consistently there are a few days that passed by where i wasn't on looking at my bullet journal because i got really busy with work and you know what excuse excuses i like to say that if you can brush your teeth every morning, you can review your bullet journal, so I'm going to make that happen. Uh, I'm going to invest time into minimalism research daily and readings during the weekdays, and my plan is to write one to two articles a month with the purpose to get them published, so really hoping I continue to do that. Obviously, build Millennial Minimalists, including a Patreon page to offer our listeners special video recordings Or, I was thinking like an off-the-podcast recording, you know, tidbits that we say offline kind of thing, which is nice. And then to interview more guests. I think it'd be great if we interview more guests in the podcast. And another area is to organize my finances um i'm an independent contractor so i especially need to keep organized in this area as i'm my own hr but so are you as a real estate agent so uh so we are kind of like we understand that and i can probably take some advice from you but also i want to book a trip laura and i are going to book a trip soon uh to sweden or portugal uh and plan time with family and friends obviously and last last but not least i need to change my diet and we should do another episode, by the way, on nutrition diet. again because yeah. I know that's a subject that we both really enjoy chatting about. Um, I need to move away from processed food and eat more real food. And not that my diet hasn't been good; my diet's always been pretty good. Uh, I just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just realizing that I'm very sensitive to certain foods. So, yeah,
1: good. We'll do uh, another podcast on that. So my, I kind of looked at one thing collectively, and it was just. At my time, so which the bullet journal does so well. When you were talking about you get too busy, to look at the bullet journal. I always fill it out on Sunday for every day. Brilliant. And then even if I miss a couple days, I'll go back and see. I'm like, did I practice the piano? Did I work out? Will you write it in, what you did those days? Everything's written out. And then I have a little box that I either fill in or don't so I can see what I did and what I didn't. Brilliant. And then I kind of look at it. I'm like, oh, look, you planned all the stuff and you didn't do it. I'm like, Lauren, you got to get on this.
0: And what's good about that is that when you... When you refer back a month, then you aren't, aren't going to have missing holes in the month. Yeah, because so. you're better and at
1: planning when you're going to do it. So I guess my biggest ambition is being the, more intentional with my time. So yeah. um, I just finished reading The Slight Edge, and he talked about how there's a straight line in your life. And if you look at it, there's two curves going from it. So you're either going up towards success, you're going down towards failure. And he's like, You are never on the straight line. So you have to pick which one you're on. And he's like, You need to look at what you're doing with your day to day and your time. And ask yourself every day, Are you, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. You're not staying the same. And um, I, so I, I asked myself, like, some, even today, I was like, If I lived this day, every, like, if what I did today, I did for a year, where would I be in a year? Yes, and it's 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 like if I did did I work out? Did I work on my hobbies? Did I work on my dreams? Like did I practice the piano? Did I see my friends? Like you know, it's like did I eat healthy? If I wasn't, if I didn't do that stuff, where am I gonna be in a year? And if I did do all of that, imagine where I would be in a year. And it's such like that's what I love about the book The Slight Edge. it's just, it's these little things that don't actually take up that much time.
0: So I picked up my phone and I want to show you an Instagram post by Jessly Essler. So incredible! He has a calendar, a physical. He just posted a picture. Oh
1: my god! Of a
0: physical calendar, and he says in yeah, his post. Read him. And so he's a top motivational speaker, New York Times bestseller. Um, uh-huh. So his name is Jessly Isler. I'm sure a lot of you know of him. Uh, anyways, he says, let me explain. So he's a picture of him and a massive <laughs> calendar. I mean, a bullet journal may make more sense, but he says, let <laughs> me explain. This year is all about life optimization. Goals are set. Path is paved. Plan is clear. However, I may not be taking it too. May I be taking it too far? I mapped out my whole year in advance on a giant calendar oh because God. I'm visual and I take it with me everywhere I go everywhere. The customs lady on our family trip to the Bahamas just asked me, what are you holding? And I said, all of my 2019, everyone has their own system. Simple may look weird, but it works.
1: Oh my, that makes me want to fill out my entire bullet journal tomorrow. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> that is
0: brilliant. I was over brunch with a friend this morning. He showed me that and I was like, Lauren's going to love that. I
1: That's so weird because Kelly and I usually go over our notes, but we didn't get this far down on what we we're going to say, but... That's crazy. And I also, I looked at my time, and even if I just spend like an hour a day reading and an hour a day working out and 30 minutes practicing the piano, like the simplest of things, where you will be in 365 days Is incredible if you want to
0: lose weight, if you want to better your nutrition, if you want to get closer to uh, an ambitious goal of yours, like whether it's some type of um, career goal, a little bit goes a long way. Even
1: your finances you put ten dollars away or fifty dollars away every day for a year, like look at where you're going to be in a year, and it's these like tiny little things. And that's what the book, The Slate Edge, he's like. They're so easy to do that they're easy not to do. And that's why people don't do them. Exactly.
0: So so this is a comment that I wanted to actually close with, but we'll get back to your personal Mm -hmm. goals, is that sometimes when we set long-term or lofty goals for ourselves, we lose momentum along the way. And I argue and I believe, I truly believe that minimalism is an outlet that can help us stay on track and appreciate the journey more. Because one... Uh, For instance, it helps us remove the clutter that may be distracting us from our goals. And two, the bullet journal helps us track our daily and monthly tasks and appreciate, you know, those small wins. Even if we feel like our goals are still far away, the bullet journal allows us to see ourselves moving closer because we can refer back.
1: Yeah, that's what I love about the bullet journal. It makes you accountable for things and... You can if see you those can small see accomplishments. It. Yes, you can see the. So you small don't feel like oh,
0: I'm still so far away from that goal. Like I'm never in college. It's like, well, look at the 65 hours you've already put into it. You're closer than you would you would have been if you didn't do that.
1: Yeah. And it just,
0: it's a very
1: systematic way to approach a goal instead of just being like, oh, I want it. Like a lot of, this is what everyone's going to do. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. Everyone's going to sit down with a pen and a pencil and they're going to be like, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds and I want to save this much money and I want to clean out the garage or whatever their goals are. And that's it. They're going to walk away from that list, and then at the end of the year, they're going to come back and be like, oh, shoot, I didn't accomplish those things, whereas you need to look at that goal and be like, what do I need to do every single day to get there? And that's one of the things the bullet journal does, and that's what that guy with that giant calendar does. By the
0: way, Jesse, I believe, is married to Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx. What a power couple. Eh? Yeah,
1: no kidding.
0: <laughs> so yeah, like brilliant. Check out his Instagram. I just love that post. I feel like I love that. Feel like more people need to follow in that in, in in that suit. So, yeah. It's my 2019. I love that. The bullet journal which was a gift from you to me, so I appreciate it. That was really really nice. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I guess to close, uh, for me, like I really I really want to continue to share in in this journey with uh, our listeners and continue to improve and master certain areas, you know, that I still haven't fully um, accomplished when it comes to minimalism. And it's already given me like clear, clear mental space and my physical space is better than ever. And I feel like I'm also becoming my best self and I want to keep learning and I want to just meet new and interesting people and just take in new information and I'm really excited to, to take a deep dive into minimalism because it's really become a really strong passion of mine so
1: yeah. okay good yeah i'm excited for 2019 i'm excited to celebrate tomorrow night i know, in I know. The new year.
0: we'll have the champagne going so yeah, it'll be nice. I'm curious what you're going to wear.
1: <laughs> just a black dress.
0: Probably just a black dress. We love our black and white. Very, very simple. Me so Yeah, like and everything. we'd love to hear your goals too. So you can definitely, like, send us a line on uh, Instagram at Millennial Minimalists. And we would love to um, hear from you. And uh, if you could rate us. On iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher. That would be fantastic. We really, really appreciate that. And um, yeah, so I guess uh, we'll talk to you next in the new year. Uh, Happy New Year to everybody. Happy New Year, guys. Cheers, guys. Talk to you. Thanks. Bye-bye.